Our reading was from Hosea chapter 14. You may have noticed the mention of Lebanon. Not once, not twice, but three times. Uh, Roots like Lebanon, verse 5. Fragrance like Lebanon, verse 6. And the scent of wine like the wine, uh, a scent that is like the wine of Lebanon, verse Uh, verse uh, 7. Lebanon is mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, in the Bible 70 times. And commonly mentions of Lebanon are like this. uh, Are like this uh, mentions which uh, emphasize Lebanon as uh, a rich uh, place, naturally speaking. However, Even though Lebanon is mentioned three times in a relatively short chapter, I don't want to speak about uh, Lebanon. Uh, Look with me at verse 4 of the chapter. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. The Bible tells us that the Lord loves his children Freely. Romans chapter 3 and verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace. You know, it is sometimes surprising when uh, what you hear people teach. Grace, by definition, is something that a person doesn't earn and doesn't deserve. And someone comes and says, ah, yes, you're saved by grace, grace which you obtain by coming to church. That's a contradiction in terms. In fact, the Bible says that if it is by works, it is no longer grace. Being justified freely by his grace. In other words, twice in that statement, Romans 3.24, freely and by his grace. The gift of God is eternal life, the Bible says, through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift is by grace. Again, hiba nama, gift and grace uh, and grace. Second Kings chapter five. Remember Naaman and remember how things uh, developed as far as Naaman was concerned. Remember the desire that he had to give something. Second Kings chapter uh, five. Second uh, Kings chapter five, and let's read from verse fourteen. Then went he down, that is Naaman, and he dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, that is the Jordan River, according to the saying of the man of God, that is Elisha. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He was not just cleansed of his leprosy, his flesh went back to being like the flesh of a little child. You know. What the difference is between the flesh of someone like Naaman, rough and tough, uh, a warrior, a soldier, and between the flesh of a little child. 
not just cleansed of his leprosy, but his flesh became again like the flesh of a little child. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. But he said, that is Elisha said, As the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive none. I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. But he uh, uh, refused. Uh, The Bible tells us, I will love them freely. God's healing of Naaman was free. God's love is free. It is freely offered. It is freely offered. Now the word free is used by people in different uh, ways. Sometimes you're working on the computer and some ad comes up and it says, free this or the other. It's not usually free. Usually there are some conditions. Usually you have to pay something. Sometimes you don't have to pay something, you have to be a member. And then what will come to you is a whole bunch of advertising. Uh, regarding a whole bunch of products, one way or the other, uh, when uh, people say free, it usually means that there are some strings attached. There are some conditions. There's a joke, an old joke that I remember uh, in this regard, Nikti Adimi. There was a man who had just finished medical school. He had just finished his training to be a doctor. And so he started a clinic and started working. And coming out of medical school, he had paid a lot of money and he had a lot of debts. Uh, And so uh, he hoped that he would do well in terms of getting money in order to pay the debts uh, which he had incurred. And uh, he was getting to know people in the area where he started his clinic and uh, hoping that as people got to know him, they would come to his clinic more and more. And he was careful when he was invited to some event to go there. So once he was invited to uh, some kind of reception, and uh, he would introduce himself as doctor so-and-so, and I've opened the clinic over here on the next street. And someone would tell him, oh, doctor, doctor, I have a pain in my shoulder, and, and... and, and so he would, you know, very kindly, oh, what's it like? When did it start? And then he'd tell them, maybe it's this, and maybe that would help you. And somebody else would tell him, I have a pain in my stomach. And so having conversations with different people, he was dispensing this medical advice. And all the time he would say, now I'm telling people things. If these same people came to my clinic, I would say the same things and I would charge them something. They would pay me. And now here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving advice freely, freely. And, and, uh, and this bothered him a little bit. And uh, so as he was meeting some people and talking to some people, uh, someone introduced himself as a lawyer. And he said, ah, ah, you're a lawyer. Maybe you can help me with something. And he told him, what's the, what's the, what's the situation? Tell me. 
he said, you know, I'm a doctor and I have lots of debts and I've just started a clinic and, 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 and people ask me uh, all the time. Right now, three or four people have already asked me, you know, shoulders, stomach and back and, and so on. And I've been giving them advice and, and if they would come to my clinic instead, they'd come to my clinic instead, then, uh, then they would pay me. And the lawyer told him, there is a very easy way to deal with this situation. You should give all the advice that you can. All the advice. Don't hesitate. Don't stop. Don't be reluctant. Quite the opposite. But make sure somehow in the conversation you learn the name of the person. Then what will happen is, and you have to record the name or remember it. And then you'll look up their address, and then in the mail, you'll send them a bill for your medical advice that you've given them. And trust me, it works, and they will pay you. They will. They are really under obligation to you. They're benefiting from your knowledge as a doctor. And so the doctor was so very happy. And he proceeded to give medical advice to people in this reception and uh, noting their names. And the next day, he worked on the names and addresses and bills, and he put them together in a number of letters. And uh, you know how things are uh, in the U.S. You go out and you put your mail that you want to send, you put it in this mailbox. رايت يكون في علبه للبريد برات البيت حدا بده يبعث رسائل بحطها هونيك وبنفس الوقت بيستقبل الرسائل so he went out and he put the bills in the mailbox for them to be sent and he had some mail already received he took the letter opened it it turned out to be a bill from the lawyer طلع المحامي بيعت له فاتوره for what for the legal advice uh, for uh, the legal advice uh, yes yes you can uh, you can get what you want from them all right uh, you're not giving them advice for free neither am i giving you advice for free <laughs> uh, neither am i giving you advice for free so people say that things are free but you find out what you find out that there are strings attached. The Lord says, I will love them freely. Let's think of the word free and what are some of the things that are involved or associated with this uh, word. Usually we say that something is free when there is no price, when there is no payment. Uh, when there is uh, no thought of bargaining or of giving one thing in the place of others. In these days, with all sorts of crazy things going on with the money in the country and the finance in the country, I've heard of some people who now go to the grocery store and they get a bunch of groceries, and what do they give the person, the grocer? They give him, you know, let's say I have some chickens at home and the chickens lay some eggs, so I come with some eggs. And I give the grocer some eggs in return for some other things, which is what they call in English barter. All right? But still, 
even if I'm not paying money, I am paying something. I am giving one thing in the place of another. There are sometimes people who, uh, let's say you're, uh, you have some expertise in some area. Let's say you teach some subject. You can go and teach people and then they'll pay you. Uh, uh, in terms of food or goods or money, still it is one thing in the place of another. All right? It is one thing in the place of uh, uh, another. Uh, look at Luke chapter 6 and verses 34 and 35. Luke Sah Siti Wal Adid Arabaut Litin Wa Khamsot Litin. to them of whom ye hope to receive what thank have uh, thanks have ye for sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much as again but love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and ye shall be the sons of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the uh, evil when you give a supper the lord jesus said don't invite your friends and your brethren, your relatives, and your rich neighbors. Because when you do so, what are you doing? You are hoping that they will invite you in return. Luke chapter 14 and verse uh, 12. God's love is not something that we buy. It's not something that we earn. It is not something that we uh, merit. The Bible, for instance, says in Isaiah 55, Come by without money and without price. Without money and uh, without price. Simon the magician, Simon he wanted to buy the power associated with the Holy Spirit. Peter said to him, Your money perish with you because you have thought that the gift of God can be purchased with money. So, the word free, no money, no payment, no exchange. The word free, no inducement or motivation. What do I mean by that? Sometimes people give gifts to a famous person, a king, a queen, a prince, a princess, a ruler. What is the motivation? To gain the favor of that individual. And when you do that, sometime later on, there may be a benefit. Or, even if there is no benefit, still, here is the king. Many eyes are focused upon him. I come... And I give him a gift in front of everyone. And so what do I benefit from? I benefit from the publicity. Uh, uh, I benefit from uh, a certain amount of honor and respect that people will have for me because I'm giving a gift to uh, the uh, king. Uh, to uh, the king. There's a gift that uh, sometimes uh, uh, I mention from time to time. Uh, I think this is a true story. Uh, 
long time ago, I think when Fuad Shheb was president of the country, which is late 50s and early 60s. And uh, this happened in the area of Naba Safa. You know how we go up and down to uh, Naba Safa uh, and uh, benefits from uh, the center there. There's a story that I've heard that the, uh, the uh, procession of President Shab كان في موكب لسبب من الاسباب ما بعرف ليه اللي الرئيس شاب كان مارق بالمنطقه هونيك which is known for its beaches معروف في المنطقه لشو للدراق and so it is said that a certain farmer stood in the middle of the road he stopped the procession of the president and he gave the president a gift a box of peaches 12 peaches 12 kilos. Each peach, a kilo. Albit, 12 dirraqa, 12 kilo. Kill dirraqa, halat. Halat. Now, what did this person do? What he did was he drew attention to himself. He drew attention to himself, to, to some extent at least. That's what was happening. Uh, that's uh, what was uh, happening. Uh, and uh, uh, but what does the Bible say about God's love for us? The Bible says, "When we were yet without strength, in due time, God, Christ died for the ungodly." It says, "God commends His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." الرب ما انتفع بشي طريقة إنه هو عطانا إنه هو أحبنا The Lord didn't benefit in, in some way in giving to us as if he would gain honor and respect he doesn't need any of these things uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 7 The Lord did not set his love upon you because you were more in number than any people because you were the fewest of all people Deuteronomy 9 and verse 6, the Lord gives you this land not for your righteousness, because you're a stiff-necked uh, people. Because you are a stiff-necked people. And so, there was no inducement or motivation as far as the Lord is concerned, where he would gain honor or respect or attention through his giving his love to us. The Bible says carnal thinking, the carnal mind, is enmity against God. I sometimes can give to my daughter, my other daughter, to my wife, to those around me. In some sense, I'm giving to myself when I give to those who are near to me. But we were far away. But we were far away. Titus chapter 3 and verse 3, foolish and disobedient, hateful, and hating one another. God's love is free in that we did not seek it. Did Adam and Eve search for the Lord after they sinned? No, they did not. They did not. It was the Lord who searched for them. 
It was the Lord who searched for them. The Bible says that this world is so evil, so wicked, that there are none who seek after uh, God. Uh, It is the Son of Man who came to seek and to save that which was lost. That which was lost. We do not understand that the lost sheep was trying to find its way back, nor the lost coin nor the lost coin. The Bible tells us that we love him because he first loved us. So, if I seek Sister Renee's favor, if I'm continually in one way or the other trying to get her sympathy, and if I end up receiving her favor and sympathy, I can think of this as what? As something that I've earned through my efforts. But the Bible tells us that what? That God gives freely. That God uh, gives uh, freely. It does not depend, this love, which is free. It does not depend on any work uh, on our uh, part. Oh, it's a well that we have dug with our hands. No, it's not. Because the Bible says, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. I will give him uh, freely. Revelation 22, a pure river of the water of life proceeding from the throne of God and of uh, the Lamb. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, Revelation 22, ta'al. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. After the Ten Commandments were given, at the very end of Exodus chapter 20, the Lord told the people to build an altar. And he told them that this is to be made of stone, but not hewn stone. Don't lift up a tool upon it. مش حجر منقوش حجار. مش حجر من شغلكون. Alright? This altar is a place where a sacrifice will be offered. And through that sacrifice, of course, pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, who came much later, through that sacrifice you will receive God's favor. It is not in any way to be associated with a work on your part. Do not lift up a tool upon uh, upon uh, it do we labor for the sunshine do you earn the rain which falls upon you the bible says he makes his sun to shine upon the evil and on the good he sends rain on the just and on the unjust the lord does not bestow his favor his love His grace upon us on account of our tears, or on account of our prayers, or on account of our good works, or on account of our giving, or on account of anything else that we do, as if in doing these things we earned God's favor. I will love them freely. I will love them freely. Another idea, uh, important idea, is that we should understand that we have nothing attractive uh, in uh, us. If there is something 
attractive in myself, in my makeup, in my character, in my soul, in my spirit, then in some way I could draw God's love to myself through this endearing and attractive characteristic. But God's love is free. I will love them uh, uh, freely. Remember, for instance, that this love is an everlasting love. I would have not just difficulty, but impossibility in earning a temporary love from the Lord. How can I claim to earn an everlasting love? I have loved thee with an everlasting love, mahabbatan, abadiyatan, ahbabtuki. The mercy of the Lord, the Bible says, is from everlasting uh, to uh, everlasting. Rahmatul Rabb min al azal ila al abad. Second Timothy 1 9, He saved us. Khalasna. He's called us with a holy calling. Da'ana bidawi muqaddasa. Not according to our works, but according to His purpose and grace, which was given unto us in Christ before the world began. نعمته التي أعطيت لنا في المسيح يسوع قبل تأسيس العالم. God's love came first. God's love uh, came uh, first. Any good thing that appears in the believer is not the cause of God's love. It's the other way around. God's love is the cause. And any good thing that appears in the believer is the effect, is the consequence. Uh, nothing with which to draw or attract God's, uh, uh, God's love. What did uh, Isaiah uh, say when he saw the glory and majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ in Isaiah chapter 6? He said, woe is me. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. And I live among people who are of unclean lips. Now, have you ever thought of the following? Do you think Isaiah before that point used to curse, as they say in English, like a sailor? Probably not. I don't think so. He was probably what you would call a decent fellow. He was probably a person whom others would look at and by human standards he was good. And yet, seeing and understanding in a very special way that God was what? That God was holy. Remember how they cried, the seraphim, one to another, holy, 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 all right? Uh, holy, 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 all right? I've told the story many times. Our mother would come and visit us in, in, uh, in Houston, and we'd say to ourselves, we don't want her to be what? To come in here. We, we lived in a little place, just a couple of rooms uh, at, a, at a bathroom, uh, my two sisters and I, when we, when we were all there and uh, at the same time. And uh, we said, we don't want her to come in and start cleaning, all right? We, and, and the thing is that if she comes in, 
she will want to clean. So we are going to clean it as well as we could, as well as we could, as well as we can. All right? And then she'll come in and, and she'll see that the place is clean. And then we'll be able to tell her, we want to take you to this nice place, restaurant, whatever, you know, so that uh, during the time that she's there, we would be doing things like that. And so we clean the place and re-clean it and re-clean it. And then my mother would come and she'd look around and she'd see shelves, no dust, all right, ground, uh, vacuumed three, four times. And then she'd say something like, have you cleaned under the refrigerator? <laughs> and then we'd realize that there was a higher standard of cleanliness, higher than ours. And, uh, and somehow, uh, whatever we did, we, we, we would think by our own standard that, that it was good, that it was very good. But there was a higher standard. Uh, there was a, a higher a standard. Uh, I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. By God's holy standard. By God's holy standard. Let me ask you this. Here and there you've met some people. Alright? You've met some people. Every other word is a curse word. Right? Now, how do you respond to such people? Don't you somehow... You know, you, somehow you, you want to tell them, okay, stop it, you know. Uh, or if they won't stop it, they, you, you try to distance yourself from them. You certainly don't like your kids to be around them, right? Okay. So, if that's how we think of someone like that, all right, Isaiah was saying before the Lord, I am a man of, of unclean lips. I am a man of, of, uh, of unclean lips. I am undone. All right? I'm undone. And then you have, of course, God's working freely. All right? Sent the angel and the coal uh, from off the altar and touched his lips and told him, I have made you clean. Freely. Uh, 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 freely. Uh, uh, the Bible says, uh, uh, what about our righteousnesses? I read something interesting about uh, this. Someone was saying, uh, speaking to a group of believers, and he was saying, what is the problem? Why do people not come to uh, the message of salvation? Why don't they receive the Lord Jesus as Savior? Why don't they believe? Why aren't they saved? It's because of sinful self. It's because of sinful self. This is the problem. And one of the believers in the group said, no, I don't think it's because of sinful self. He wanted to put it in another way. Not that he was disagreeing, but he wanted to put it in another way. He said it's because of righteous self. It's because we don't see ourselves to be sinful because we think of ourselves as what? As righteous. Remember how uh, 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 Paul said, uh, I had many things to glory of. Pharisee of the Pharisees, uh, Hebrew of the Hebrews, uh, circumcised the eighth day, and whatever else you want. Whatever else uh, you want. The Bible tells us not that our sins are as filthy rags in God's sight. The Bible tells us that our righteousnesses are as filthy rags in God's uh, sight. 
Ezekiel chapter 16 tells us of the child cast upon the open field in the day of his birth, al-tufl al-mulqa ala al-haql fi yawm wilaytu. Fi yawm wilaytu. And this is what the people are likened uh, to. There is nothing in me that attracts God's uh, love. There is nothing in me that attracts God's love, such a great uh, love. What has God done? Has he given unto us food to eat, clothes to wear, shelter to benefit from? We are talking about God's people here, the believers. He has given us his son to die on the cross, to wear the crown of thorns to receive in his hand, hands and his feet, the prints, the, the nails. I gave my back to the smiters and my beard to them who plucked out uh, the hair. Where is the love of Christ? Go to Calvary. Before that, to the judgment halls of the Sanhedrin and of Pilate. See the purple robe and the reed. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned, unclean. Uh, uh, unclean. There is nothing in man to draw God's love or attract it. As we look at believers, as we look around us, at you and at me, do we see the greatest people in the whole world. Do we see that? The Bible tells us that the publicans and the sinners drew near to uh, hear him. The Bible uh, tells us uh, that the sinners of the time, the publicans and the harlots, go into the kingdom uh, of God. Not many mighty, not many noble, not many wise according to uh, the flesh. It is an everlasting love. In our condition, we could never draw it. Such a great love, given who uh, uh, we, uh, we, are. Uh, uh, we are. We do not attract God's uh, love. Sometimes there are people who say, my sin is so great, how can I be saved? And the answer is, I will love them freely. I will love them freely. Some people say, I feel I do not have sufficient repentance. Uh, but the Lord has never said that we need to have, quote-unquote, sufficient repentance. He said that we need to have repentance. He hasn't said it has to be so big, so large, you have to cry enough to fill this cup, and then this cup as well, and then uh, now I'll draw out some huge bowl and say, you have to cry enough to fill. This tank, the Bible just says, return. The Bible just says, uh, return. If I apologize enough uh, times, if I behave in the future, if I promise the Lord that I will never fall into sin again, then he will love me. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that he loves me freely. Uh, that he loves me uh, freely. The fact that he loves me freely also means, as the Bible says, that nothing can separate us from this love. 
that no obstacle can stand in its way. It will rise above. It will burst uh, through. Uh, did the Lord continue to love David after David sinned what is commonly called his great sin? The answer is yes. God continued to love David because David was his child. David was his child. Yes, there were consequences. And we can think of any set of parents with their child when their child makes some terrible decision, does something wrong. Yes, there are consequences, but there is still love, and they are still that child's parents. Uh, that's child, that child's parents. Uh, where sin abounded, the Bible says, grace did much more abound. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion, not on those who earn it. If you want to go with those who earn it, nobody earns it. We all fail. We all fail by that uh, standard. Uh, by uh, that standard. Uh, the Bible uh, says, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation to everyone who does well enough. It is the power of God to salvation. Right? It is not a matter of coming to church or of amounts put in the offering or any other such thing. Everyone who uh, believes. Everyone who believes. We could talk about sins and say that some sins are greater than others. Maybe we could agree that the greatest sin of all was the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe we could agree on that. I think we could uh, make a case for that. Here is Peter on the day of Pentecost. And after the day of Pentecost as well. Preaching to the people who crucified Christ. And we understand that when he preached, 3,000 people were saved. And then soon after that, there were 5,000 people. Who were the people who were responding? Some of them, I feel, I feel there is no doubt that some of them were the same people who had cried, crucify him. And these people were saved. And these people uh, were uh, saved. Some people might say, oh, so-and-so, he is so hard-hearted. He can never, never be saved. But, but you see, he's not going to earn it. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. And the love of God is freely given. And is anything too hard for the Lord? Come now, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet. Not though your sins be some light pink, all right? Though your sins be as scarlet, uh, as a scarlet, when some part of the body is deeply bruised and damaged, all right? What color does it take? That's scarlet, all right? Though your sins be as uh, scarlet. إن كانت خطاياكم كالقرمس طبيض طبيض كالثلج 
like it says in Romans chapter 8. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I will love them freely. I am persuaded neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is, if you will, roots like Lebanon, fragrance like Lebanon, the scent of Lebanon. This is beauty. This is blessing. This is truth and life and light that God loves his children and he loves them freely. And he loves them freely. Who knows this love? Those who have received this love. Those who have received the son of his love. Those who have received the work of love, that great work upon the cross. These are the ones who know this love. And if we know this love, we should walk in this love. We should walk in uh, this love. Remember how the Lord Jesus ended the parable of the Good Samaritan. Who was neighbor to him? And remember, what are you supposed to do with your neighbor? Old Testament is very clear. You're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. The Lord Jesus didn't invent it. it. He quoted it from the Old Testament. Who was he who was neighbor to the one who fell among the thieves? And the man said, he who showed mercy on him. And the Lord Jesus said, go thou. And do likewise. Where are people going to see the love of God? They're going to see it in his children. In his children. Remember the parable of the unforgiving servant? The one who received the forgiveness, but then would not show it? Would not show the same forgiveness? Do we receive this great love, but then we do not want to show this love to others? We do not want to show this love to others. We need to walk in this love. We need to live in this love. We need to manifest this love unto others. I will heal their backsliding, and I will love them freely. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful grace, mercy, and goodness which you have shown unto your children in giving unto them such wondrous love, in giving such love freely and you have told us that if we have freely received we should freely give and so we pray that we would first give ourselves unto you that the love of Christ would constrain us and we pray that as we give ourselves to you we would give ourselves to others as well, 
to be to your children an encouragement and a blessing, to be to those who do not know you a light that guides them out of the darkness into the kingdom of the Son of your love. We thank you because you heal the backsliding of your people and because you have said, I will love them. I will love them freely. In Jesus' name we pray and for his glory. Amen.